the Progressive Radio Network, prn.fm. Hello there, hello there. This is Gerald Salenti. And it's Trends This Week on Progressive Radio Network. And thank you for having me on. And I was a great guest before. It was wonderful uh, listening to what he had to say. We are on the same page. It's madness. The military-industrial complex has taken over. And yes, the people are tired of it, but only to a minimal extent as I see it. Because when Trump assassinated General Soleimani, the uh, number two guy in Iran, so 47% of the population of the USSA supported it. They buy into the lies. They buy into the lies being sold by the White House or being peddled by the White House and sold by the prostitutes. You know, the prostitutes, that's the uh, media whores they get paid to put out for their corporate pimps and their Washington whoremasters. They buy into the lines. And the people only hear the sound bites. Oh, that guy should have been dead. We should have killed him. So the people go march off to war again. False flag or real. Makes no difference. They'll tie yellow ribbons around everything that doesn't move. Unless, of course, we have a real peace movement. We don't have them right now. There's a story in Politico about the Soros and the Koch brothers, or the Koch brother left, the other Koch croaked, about how they gave this money to these groups. And it, <laughs> yeah, we told our uh, supporters to call your congressmen and senators. Grow up. Call you again. Oh, hello. Uh, this is Senator uh, Chucky Schumer. Thank you so much for calling. Now, what do you have on your mind? You call some little, you're lucky to get through to anybody. There's no peace movements. Occupy Peace is the only movement in America with an action plan. These other ones say, you know, yeah, we should be overseas doing certain things. No, you shouldn't. You have no business being there. People won't put their money in. Could you imagine Bloomberg, stop and frisk, low-life Bloomberg? Michael, low-life Bloomberg, a little piece of garbage, a billionaire with the morality of stop and frisk, all you folks with that dark skin. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I did it, you know? Yeah, after he runs for office two weeks before 
spends $220 million on advertising. Could you imagine if the billionaires gave $220 million to Occupy Peace? Poof. Grow up, Salenti. They're not going to give you a penny. Maybe they'll give you a dime. But only if you're a piece of slime like the ones they give it to. Where are all the listeners of PRN putting their money where their hearts are? Send a buck. Send five. Send 20. Yeah, how about a cup of coffee's worth? OccupyPeace.com. Because they're taking us to war. It's all in your Trends Journal. A new one just came out. Again, there's no other magazine like it in the world. It's a weekly now. Nothing like it anywhere, any place. Not even close. This is how we're breaking up the geopolitical roundup. We talked about Lebanon, Iraq, Iran, Libya, France, Venezuela. And the one on Lebanon, the week of wrath. As the top of the economic ladder meet in Davos this week, the bottom rungs, sunken poverty, deepened desperation, lacking basic human needs and having lost everything and with nothing left to lose or losing it. While stock markets across the globe, from which the 1% reap their riches, reach new highs. While England and much of the global media are in a tizzy about the prince not wanting to play prince anymore, and America is obsessed with an impeachment process going nowhere, our 2020 top trend, the new world disorder, continues to rage across the globe. And then we go on to talk about what's going on in Lebanon, what's going on in Iraq, They're murdering people every day in Iraq. One after another because, you know why? People have no future. As the guest before me was talking about, the trillions of dollars of our hard-earned money. Get back to work, all you little people of slave land here. We need to steal your money. Give it to the military industrial complex. Trillions spent for what? To kill millions. People in Iraq have no future. Bomb to rubble. Impeachment process? How come you didn't bring Bush up on impeachment or Obama, the murderers? People in this country are gutless. The protests going on in France, two months. Now they're finally backing down somewhat. People can't afford to keep striking anymore. And the government refuses to bend. 
democracies. Oh, we're going overseas to bring freedom and democracy. What freedom and democracy? You don't have it over here. Censorship. One after another. Who cares? How about the Super Bowl? That's coming up. That'll be a big one to talk about. Trump says GDP would be near 4% and the Dow would be soaring if it wasn't for the Fed. It wasn't for the Fed. If it wasn't for the Fed pumping in all this cheap money so the rich get richer. The whole thing is rigged. Look at this clown. Look at this piece of low-life garbage we got running our country and telling us what to do. Hey, I'm the reality show champion. I can tell you what to do. My daddy left $400 million. I lost a lot of it, stole from other people, didn't pay their uh, final construction costs when they built stuff for me. But I'll tell you what to do. Look at the low lives. Look at the people running our country. Where is the fight in here? Nothing. Nothing. People lost it. I love these articles, by the way. Front page story in the uh, Wall Street Journal yesterday about how students are addicted to their smartphones. What a stupid, you wanna talk about an Orwellian name calling these things smartphones? Nothing smart about them. Addicted phones. I forecast the new black plague is going to hit within the next 15 years as people begin to die and rot from all the radio frequency radiation, and all the cancer-causing elements from so-called high-tech is going to bring us a low life. It's happening. How can we break our habit? Kids going to school, they can't, they can't concentrate on anything. Because they're always on their phones. I'm out last night. There's a great restaurant right next to us over here. The Kinsley. K-I-N-S-L-E-Y. Look it up. Vogue magazine. Kinsley. Top five places to visit this fall. It's right next to my office. The Mohegan. I was there last night. And we go out. Try to go out Tuesday nights. After we put out the Trends Journal. You know. Just to celebrate the work that we did. And. And there's a young couple. Huh. This place ain't cheap. And they're both on their phones, hardly talking to each other, and eating while they're on their phones. These are adults. I use that word loosely. You're not tasting your food when you're looking at your phone. Smartphones. Addictive phones. Not worth, as I see it, the price to have them. 
I got a flip phone that I keep in my car. In case I uh, you know, need to make a call running late or something. Hardly use it. I'm lucky if I made, lucky, I'm very lucky. I probably made 30 calls this year on the phone. Last year, 2019, I made one so far this year. One. In 22 days. Yep, your new Trends Journal's out. Nothing like it. Some of the stories, Lebanon, the week of wrath, Iraq, more protests, U.S. here to stay, target Iran, U.S. military buildup, Libya, tension deficit disorder. You know what that means? Barack, the Nobel Peace of Crap Prize winner, Susan Rice, Samantha Power, Hillary Clinton, along with no cojones, Cameron of UK, or the FUK, you know what. And Sarkozy, another slime ball out of France, launched the war to overthrow Gaddafi. We wrote about this in detail in our 2011 Trends Journals as it was going on. The lies that were being told. Libya was one of the most prosperous, it was the most prosperous nation in North Africa. But now, totally forgotten how the United States, the UK, and its other partners in crime overthrew this country. And now, bomb to rubble. Absent in all the mainstream media coverage is that prior to France, UK, and US-led overthrow of Muammar Gaddafi, Libya was Africa's wealthiest nation with a GDP per capita and life expectancy the highest on the continent. Less people live below the poverty line, you ready then for this, than in the Netherlands. Under Gaddafi, Libyans had free health care, free education, free electricity, and interest-free loans. <laughs> That's a good reason to get rid of them. And now when writing about the war-torn, oil-rich country, newspapers such as the New York Times, which I call the toilet paper of record, ignore the facts that life was much better for Libyans under Gaddafi's rule and instead to refer what's going on as a nasty civil war and a mess. And now these countries are trying to carve it up again as they did back in the day when Bismarck was around. And they carved it up back in 1884. Same kind of thing. They convened a conference similar to what's going on now to divide up the lucrative resources of this African continent. Who's writing about this? Who's talking about this? One story after another in your Trends Journal. You know, before the murderers destroyed Libya, 
China had like 30,000 workers there. They had one of the most prolific oil resources in the world. It costs like 50 cents a barrel to pull this stuff out. Oil so close. Whereas opposed to Venezuela, although they're sitting on the world's largest oil reserves, ain't very clean oil. But nobody cares about this. All forgotten. And what do they do? They keep pumping hate. Pumping hate and pumping more hate. Pumping hate, pumping hate, pumping hate. Pumping hate, pumping hate, pumping hate. And the people are buying it. What's going on in Lebanon? They got one of the worst economies in the world. People are tired of the corruption, violence. Same place everywhere. The few rulers rule and rob. Name the country, it's no different. France, Algeria, America, America. What a disgrace this country's turned into by the leaders that have destroyed it. What's going on in Iran? This low-life piece of garbage we have. The attorney general. Attorney nothing. General piece of crap. Oh, according to the attorney general, it's perfectly fine. For Obama, uh, for, for Trump, to murder Soleimani. And there's been virtually no condemnation from either political party or the media, the arrogance or the inaccuracy of this attorney Barr's conclusion that, quote, the president clearly had the authority to act as he did. This guy was a high government official, the number two leader of Iran. So Barr provided no legal justification for what is considered a war crime under both U.S. and international law. Hey, Attorney General Barr, you too damn stupid, or you're just a sloppy coward to read the Bill of Rights that clearly states that, quote, no person shall be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. What due process of law? We got Trump telling us what to do. And I'm just a low-life piece of garbage that works for the gang, the legal system. Criminal justice, it's criminal. They call it a justice system. The president clearly had the authority to act as he did. Frankly, I don't think it was a close call, Boss said. Frankly, I didn't think it was a close call, 
that further illustrates his arrogance. It's not a question of what he thinks. It's a matter of the law. Screw you, Salenti. What law? We only use the law to, for just us, to screw the little people. What I think. Who gives a damn what you think? You referred to Soleimani as Iran's top military leader. And this guy is a beloved leader. You know, you saw millions of people go to the streets when his funeral happened. As a legitimate target. And that the killing was a legitimate act of self-defense. I guess Attorney General Barr is either too stupid or a traitor to America to read Executive Order 11905, signed by President Gerald Ford in 1976, which states, quote, no employee of the United States government shall engage in or conspire to engage in political assassination, bar, barley a brain, and not even barley a man. He says, barley, a human being. Barr claims that Iranians had already embarked on a series of escalating violent actions taken by our allies. Which is not legal justification for murder. In fact, what were the escalating violent actions taken by Iran? What were they? The proof came out. There was no imminent threat. And the claims that they made that Iran torpedoed boats or ships several months ago, no proof. Not, not a shred of proof. Not a shred of proof of the claim that Iran was responsible for drone strikes in the oil fields of Saudi Arabia. Our allies, the Saudis, oh, all you Me Too people, don't you love the Saudis? You don't protest them. Our great ally, hey, they're giving the women the right to drive a car. <laughs> Our great ally, the Wahhabis, the murderers, the gang of Saudi Arabia. Our allies, not my ally. You don't have a say, Salenti. We steal your money and tell you who our allies are. Oh, the allies that along with the United States begun under the, all the Democrats love Barack. The Nobel Peace of Crap Prize winner, Obama. He sold the weapons for Saudi Arabia to cause the worst humanitarian crisis on earth in Yemen. Oh, that ally, huh? Yep. 
Oh, now, well, other allies there, of course. You can't, I won't say anything bad about Israel because then I'll be an anti-Semite. Yeah, save it. I'll speak about anybody I want as long as I put the facts. And Israel keeps stealing land and it's turned. The Gaza Strip into an open concentration camp. Prison. <laughs> that ally? Or maybe the United Arab Emirates. Yeah, bringing all those troops along with the other Arab little leaguers to destroy Syria. Our wonderful allies there. Can you imagine we're giving Israel over $3 billion a year? This is in a third world country. Oh, a study just came out. Can't drink the water all across the United States. We don't have any money to fix it. Still can't fix it in Flint. What a disgrace this nation's turned into. Yep. The beheading-loving Saudi gang allies, with the help of the United States, have slaughtered over 100,000 Yemenis. Would they behead 187 people already this year? Or last year, rather? Yeah, our allies. And look what Trump did. We putting that doctored photo of House Speaker Pelosi in a hot job and uh, you know, dressed up in, in Senate Democratic leader in a turban, Schumer in a turban. They're teaching us to hate the Iranians the same way Hitler taught the people to hate the Jews. What's the difference? If anybody could tell me the difference, I'd like to hear from you. White House Press Secretary Stephanie Grisham stated, I think the president is making it clear that the Democrats have been parroting Iranian talking points and almost taking the side of terrorists and those who are out to kill the Americans. And that's a lot of BS because despite Trump's attacks on Pelosi and Schumer, the most influential Democrats have agreed that Soleimani was a murderous criminal who deserved to have been killed. And none of them, none of them, none of them in the Democratic Party have denounced, including B.S. Bernie, that Soleimani assassination is a war crime. The major complaint is they didn't ask us first. What a disgusting freak show. The people don't fight to change it. The polls come out. The public repulsivkins love Trump. The Democrats hate him. When Obama was running, the repulsivkins hated Obama. The Democrats loved him. <laughs> what a joke. A sick one at that. Peace on earth. Do what you can, individually, collectively, to occupy peace or not. Yep. Because this thing's going on, man. Well, we're men.
don't want to be, be called sexist. Amen, we're men. I can't say abroad anymore. Nothing happened abroad. <laughs> a man. It happened to man. That's, the, that's the, where people's minds are on. But I'm really concerned about the prince. Can't call him prince anymore, Harry. You're not princely anymore. That's the stupidity that's going on. Yep. So we're going to take a break soon. And when we come back, if you have any questions, answers, feel free to call 1-888-874-4888. Yeah, when I, again, the Trends Journal, we have all the wars going on, the riots, the demonstrations, the protests. And of course, the biggest one's Iran. And they're not going to stop. They're going to keep going after it until they kill most everybody that they want. It's not regime change. It's murder in the first degree. So we're going to be back in a few. Stay tuned. <laughs> PRN, 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 Progressive Radio Network. Stay tuned. Tuned. Next time on Peace Talks Radio, highlights from just one season of our series on peacemaking and nonviolent conflict resolution. When we're seeing across the globe so much division, the cost of not standing up will end up being something that is much more problematic. This is the oxygen of our democracy, these local decision-making processes on things where we can see neighbor to neighbor what impact we play in that democracy. That's next time on Peace Talks Radio. Hi, I'm Corrine Fenari, clinical nutritionist, physician assistant, and clinician. With my co-host, Cheryl Peterson. I'm a pharmacist, nutritionist, and I'm an expert in bioidentical hormone therapy. Our program is Take Charge of Your Health. For 19 years, we have been sharing cutting-edge medical information to empower the listeners. We are able to access the wisdom of thought leaders in the field of health and medicine, bringing you cutting-edge information that you can use to empower your health. So come join us Sunday mornings, 9 to 10 a.m. Set your alarm. Come prepare it. Have pen and pencil and join us. We'll see you there. Bye-bye. Bye. Does PRN inspire you? Does PRN make you want to learn more? Does PRN help you to see inside yourself, to be yourself, to grow and to do? The truth is, we all need each other to be, to grow and to do. So, we are asking that you check out the PRN.FM.
Oh, yeah, that musician got his instrument in his hand. And I told you, I saw Louis Prima Jr. a few weeks ago up here in Woodstock. Well, not up here in Woodstock, it's Woodstock 15 minutes from me. I'm in Colonial Kingston. And it was, it was one of the best shows I've ever seen in my life. And that's what I love. I love to feel good. And... Those days, boy, where the entertainers entertain the people. Well, you don't see it like this anymore. It was real old time. Louis Prima Jr. Boy, his father would be proud of him. I told him afterwards that I do a show on Progressive Radio Network. And I lead the show off with his father's song. Chella Luna, that's the And we got E from Edge of Water. Hello there, E. How you be? Hello, Gerald. Hello there. Thanks for taking my call, Gerald. Thank you. Uh, I usually just have comments, but I have a legitimate question here. Uh, I'm always, I never understood the stock market. Let's say I own a thousand shares of stock in a company at hundred dollars a share. So I got hundred thousand dollars, right? And now the market crashes. All of a sudden, I have no more money. I don't understand it. Uh, does, and then it goes up, and now it's a breaking record. So if I had left the stock alone, don't I still have the stock? I don't understand that. Can you explain it's that not, to me, Joe? It's not this, yeah, the stock is just not worth anything if it goes down to nothing, but you're still on the stock. But, yeah, but, uh, but then it the goes market, back up, though. What? But then it goes back up, so that so, so yeah. So then you still, then when it goes up, the value of your your stock goes up. So so it's not like I lost because every time I hear about the stock market crash and people jumping out of the window, they lost all their money. But if they just sat back for a year and relaxed, then the money would be back in there. Well, that again, you know, they yes and no. Because it used to be the no, because when you went back to the Great Depression, you know, it took many years for the stock market to recover because they weren't doing what they're doing now. So it's a whole different game. So, for example, we write about this in detail. It's in, it's in your Trends Journal. The Federal Reserve is pumping in all this cheap dough to keep the markets afloat. The repo markets, you know, these are the overnight markets where the... Um, where the gamblers borrow money and they're loaning them money for virtually free. So it keeps the whole game going. They didn't do that before. The low, where it, I, I turned before, I mentioned before about Trump um, uh, attacking the Federal Reserve because they don't have interest rates. Yeah, Trump says GDP would be near 4% and the Dow would be soaring if it weren't for the Fed. What do you mean, Warren, for the Fed? We, have, <laughs> you have, you have zero interest rate policies around the world. So, the big companies, the the big gamblers, are borrowing money for nothing, and they're going deeper into debt, and they're gambling in them. These are these are addicts. The the Fed, the Fed, is the junkie, giving them the fix. That's all this is. 
So they're money junkies. And so they're artificially propping up the markets. Oh, oh, you know that I've been saying now for several months that the greatest depression is on the horizon. Do you know who came out three days ago and warned of the Great Depression? Did you hear about this? No, I didn't hear. The head of the International Mafia, uh, excuse me, Monetary Fund, came out and is warning that we're heading, that signs are pointing to the fear of heading toward the Great Depression. Just came out. So then it's not safe to really put money into the market because then I still, I'm still not understanding it. If I've got a thousand shares, I still own them even if the market drops. Yes. And if I just hang out, let's say that hundred thousand, I don't really need it. I'm just putting it in there for a, for a rainy day sometime 10 years from now. So as long as I leave it alone, it's eventually going to go back up to where it was before the market crashed. Is that true or not? Yes and no. It depends on the stock. Well, so, let's say it, it was IBM or something, some nice stock or some, yeah, some yes, company. Yeah, again, you know, it depends. You know, now there's, they keep coming up with schemes undreamed of. Again, there's no such thing. They didn't teach me in Economics 101 or graduate school about the repo markets and pumping in all this money. They didn't teach me in Economics 101 in graduate school about the Federal Reserve dumping in, you ready? $29 trillion between 2008 and 2010 to the banks so they could keep the markets pumped up. They do it artificially. Can they keep doing that? Who knows? And then- the other, the other issue I want to make this really clear is that it's the richest 10% of the population that controls much of the wealth as the bottom 50%. So they're the ones that are, that are, that are, that are getting rich off the stock market. US, the, the, when, I, when I'm talking about the IMF, she's saying that Current economic conditions, including income inequality, which I just mentioned, and the financial market's instability, and those of the 1920s are very similar right now. What she's missing, and why I call it the greatest depression, is that not only is the inequality even greater now than it was back then. You got three people in the United States, Bezos, Gates, and Buffett having more money than half of America's population. But you have to look at the numbers. Back in the Great Depression, there were two billion people on the planet. Two billion. In 90 years, we've added 5.8 billion people. So when this thing crashes, it's going to be way worse than anybody can imagine. You already have a homeless crisis going on. Go out to California, 
lining the streets and other places. It's yeah, a warmer climate. This is climate. the point, Joe. Joe, this is the point that first that they wanted us to populate the world and get a lot of people so we could build the cities and the, and the, and the roads and everything. And now that we did all that, now they want to get rid of us. Now is genocide on, on all the poor people of the world. And it's just, it's just a disgraceful thing that the rich are doing to us. Yes, and it that's is. Why and they that's why they want us to top- hate the Iranians and the Iraq, because those people live basically like they lived back in the biblical days. And they, and, and they don't want those people on the planet anymore. So they want us to hate them, and they want to get rid of them. And they they want to get rid of them. them. No, no, yeah. no. The reason they want to get rid of them is they want the oil. That's all it is. You go back, you know, a couple of hundred years ago, or 150 years ago, the United States is raping, ruining, and murdering people throughout uh, South America, Latin America, because they wanted, what, united fruit. It's all about, it's it, 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 it just the product has changed. It has nothing to do with the people. They could care less about the people. They want what they got so the rich could steal it all. So listen, thanks a lot, E. We got other calls right, on Joe. the line. We got David from Washington. Hello there, David. Hi, good morning, Gerald. Love your show and very much appreciate everything you share and, and your analysis on everything. And it's, it's very therapeutic for me. And I just wanted to share a brief story that kept me up last night. It was pretty disturbing. My wife came home from work and she was telling me about her lunch break at the lunch table with her coworkers, and one of her coworkers had her dumb phone at the lunch table, and she kind of made this laugh while they were eating lunch, and everybody asked, what are you laughing about? And she showed them, it was like some kind of a hate book meme or, or something like some kind of online meme, but <clears throat> the meme basically went something like, we need to just throw all the drug addicts in Iran before we bomb them. And it was just one of, and then everybody at the table just kind of got uncomfortable because, you know, she was like laughing at it, like, haha, that's, that's funny. Let's just throw uh, whoever we consider drug addicts into the country of Iran uh, before we bomb them. That was, that was basically her thing that she was laughing at and showing everybody like it was a, a funny joke. And I, I just, wanted to share that because you were kind of talking about the the dumb phones and and what it's doing to people and 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 also as far as occupy peace goes and what we're up against i just feel like that's a a prime example of of what we're up against people are are so propagandized and so far down the road uh through their uh all the the false news uh the stuff they're reading on their hate book accounts the stuff they're seeing on their television sets and it has completely altered, you know, their whole worldview, their narrative, their, uh, you know, uh, the context. It, it, it just, and then they just end up kind of repeating over, and, and it was just getting at everything you were saying before. And it, it just kind of, it just really distracted. I was just thinking to myself, how do we respond to people, uh, our, 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 our fellow citizens, our compatriots, right, our Everybody that, you know, we're, these are our fellow citizens. How, how do we tell them in the most peaceful, honest manner, like, hey, 
there, there's actually a, a whole story here, and then there's the, all the history that you just alluded to of what our country exactly has been up to for, oh, say, the last 150 years and beyond. Uh, and, and it's all <laughs> really culminated to this point in this crisis in Iran, and we have people joking about throwing, quote-unquote, drug addicts into the country of Iran before we bomb it and laughing at it like it's a joke online. And, I, I, yeah, I just wanted to share that with you, Gerald, because it, it just was one of those things that just I was, I was just bothered by it all. I just couldn't sleep. I was like, wow, I, I can't believe people in our circles are, are just kind of behind the scenes. Ah, ha, ha, yeah, let's do that. And, um, you know, I think the response to it was something like, well, you would have to throw in all the people who abuse alcohol and abuse pharmaceuticals, too. I mean, we were talking about a whole lot of people, and then there's all the men, women, and children of Iran, to, you know, to take into consideration, too. I mean, there's a lot of men, women, and children in that country, and we're just joking about annihilating them. Like, yeah, well, it's just, oh, ha-ha, you know, and it's just, wow, I, said, I can't believe that, that, that you know, okay, go ahead. Thank you, No, as I, as I said, David, what's the difference between... Hitler teaching and propagandizing the people to hate the Jews as American politicians and on both sides, both sides of the aisle. Mm-hmm. What's, the, what's the difference of them teaching and propagandizing Americans to hate the Iranians? You go back to that... Um, uh, that worthless piece of garbage that they passed to um, uh, against uh, was it, it, it was just symbolic. They used the word symbolic; it meant nothing for Trump not to be allowed to decide who to kill, when, what, and how, uh, and was going to. You know, they had to ask Congress first. Well, when you read it, it begins. And it's written by the Democrats. It begins with telling the people that it's Iran is terrible, and this guy Soleimani was rotten. Blah 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 blah. So it's right there, you know. So even even this so-called resolution begins with. The hatred of 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 the Iranians, so it, it's it's nonstop, and the people are just buying it because they have no idea what's going on in the world. They're not reading anymore, and and they're, they're just living on sound bites. But again, go back to the Iraq War; the people bought it. Go back to the Afghan War; the people bought it. And this is before the dumb phones were like they are now. So it, it's 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 the stupidity and the systems that are teaching the people not to think for themselves and to keep buying the propaganda. Nothing has really changed. It seems as though it, like 2003, 2002 wasn't that many years ago yet. It, it, it's as if it was like... So many like people have long forgotten the playbook that pl- was played out in those years, and how that playbook was very much the same as the one used in prior wars, such as 
Vietnam, Gulf of Tonkin, all of the same pattern with media collaboration, spewing out all of the false narratives, and yes, conditioning the population to hate the other, whichever the other is. Uh, in, in each decade, there, there's a different other that uh, we're classically conditioned to hate, and it's justified that we have to pour all of our collective national treasury into these efforts to destroy these countries, to destroy Vietnam, Laos, Cambodia, Iraq, Afghanistan. And it's just really come to a point where uh, I guess my question is, how, how do we look at each other with this history? I, I recommend people read Noam Chomsky and Edward S. Herman's book, The Washington Connection and Third World Fascism. It's a great history and overview of what our country's been up to uh, a lot of post-World War II and the policies of exporting arms and militarism and, yes, fascism to third world nations, Latin American nations, Southeast Asia, and the playbook that's used to justify all of these military attacks and ultimately the destruction of these countries and wrecking their lives and our troops' lives. Uh, yeah. I, you know, go back, you could go back. You could go back to Smedley Butler's book, "Was a Racket." Yeah. You know, this, this is the mm -hmm. most decorated Marine in history up until you know after World War Two, and uh, you know, and it was about Latin America, South America, and how the United States and he was a war's a racket, and and so this has been going on for a long time. And you know, when, when you're talking about what, what about people, what do they think? I know intelligent people. They have no idea about the Afghanistan papers. Don't have a clue. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It made it in the news, what, one or two or three days? Yeah, Pops I've noticed that very in. few still haven't really heard much about that. Yeah, that, that's, no, that's it's gone. It's out of the news. That's like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. If you go to the Cartoon News Network now online, the whole page, right across the front, bitter exchange and incriminating evidence rock trial about the impeachment trial of Trump. Nothing about what's going on in the world. Nothing. Zero. So the people are dumbed down. Look, let's get this straight. They eat junk food. They listen to junk news. And their brains have turned to junk. You are what you eat. You are what you, what you watch. You are who, what, what you are taking in. So they're, they're addicted to junk. And it's not going to change until, you know, we have a real movement. It's, it's like this Greta Thornburg that they give all this press to. You know, climate change? What, are you kidding me? We're going to be dead before the climate changes. They're poisoning us in every different way you can imagine. You listen to PRN, all the poisons going to our food, the drugs. You got to get vaccinated, I tell you. Don't you know who I am? I'm Senator Crap. I'll tell you what to do. You worried about climate change? You're destroying the world with all, all bombing it to... to to pieces, all the radioactivity, the, as I mentioned, with the, with the 5G and the cell phones. You worried about climate change? 
the point that I'm making, if we had a focus on anti-war like they're doing on climate change, we could make a difference. Because climate change is, it's out there. War is right here. War is affecting your pocketbook. Again, climate change, I don't want to hear about it. I want to, I want to deal with the issues right at hand now. I want to stop the chemicals going into my food. I want to stop the chemicals going into my water, into, my, in, into the earth, into the air. Yeah, climate change is a small part of it as I look at it. Again, we're going to be dead before that. So anyway, thank you for calling in. I very much appreciate your insights as Ian Edgewater and, and your observations. And of course, for tuning into Progressive Radio Network because the rest of the media is just junk. As I said, they're prostitutes. They get paid to put out by their corporate johns. Or I should say corporate pimps and Washington whoremasters. We're going into very difficult times. When people lose everything and have nothing left to lose, they lose it. And they're going to be losing it. They're losing it around the world. Chile, Colombia, Peru, Ecuador, Bolivia, Algeria, Sudan, South Africa, Cameroon, Guinea, Mali, Lebanon, Hong Kong. Hong Kong. Do you know in Hong Kong, the wealth inequality there, which they don't talk about much. <laughs> you ready? It's on the level of Zimbabwe. It's no different there than anywhere else where the rich own everything and most everybody else has nothing. And that's what this nation's turned into. A bunch of greedy people. Where are the Buffets? Where are the Gates? Where are the Bezos giving their money for peace? Pennies. Pennies for peace. But boy, oh boy. Whoop, what happened here? I lost my mic for a second. Okay, got it back. Not a penny for peace. Again, that they, the, I, I would suggest you check out the uh, Oxfam report. Again, showing how the few have all and how the rest have mostly nothing. And it's only going to get worse. And again, to do what you can to support Occupy Peace. And subscribe to the Trends Journal. It's $129 a year. What is it? 29 cents a day. Could you afford 29 cents a day? If you're listening to W, if you listen to PRN, you can afford 29 cents a day. Because the more people we have, the more we can do. The more money you give to Occupy Peace, the more we can do. The less you give, the less we can do.
I went into my retirement account to make this stuff happen. I'm not a rich guy. I work for a living. So it's really up to you to create the future. Heil Hitler! Follow your leader, even though they lie. You believe in your leader, Heil Hitler! If you're that group, keep believing the lies and the murder. Or maybe you're team number two. Do nothing. Don't do a thing. What can I do? I can't do anything. <laughs> or team number three, the Occupy Peace team. Whether you do it by yourself, whether you do it from a grassroots movement, or whether you join Occupy Peace. Bring home the troops, secure the homeland, put the troops to work rebuilding our third world infrastructure, force Congress to vote to go to war, which they have not done since World War II. And now we see it. El Presidente could murder anybody that he wants, anytime, place, anywhere. And have a referendum on each state ballot that will tell them what to do. They forgot two words, these little clowns. Public servant. We'll vote whether or not to go to war. Because we're the ones that pay for it with our money and our lives. The future's in your hands. Don't drop it. Remember, it does not take a majority to prevail, but rather an irate, tireless minority keen on setting brush fires of freedom in the minds of men. And PRN is that irate, tireless minority, keen on setting brush fires of freedom in the minds of men. Do what you can to support those of us who want to do what we can to change the world for a better place, peace on earth, goodwill to men and women.